Remember the weight of the world That's a sound that we used to buy On cassette and 45 And now this little girl She says will we make it at all 800 miles is a drive Yeah, you got the weight of the world coming down like a mother's eye. And all that you can. Okay. Hey, Taylor Ray. This is Will Groves for Mind, Body, and Exercise. Hello. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming out here and talking to us about Mind, Body, and Exercise. And so I thought you'd be a perfect person to talk to us because as a performer, you have to deal with a lot of stress related to going out and, you know, performing in front of a bunch of people. And so I wanted to ask you some questions that, you know, how did you relate to stress? How do you think about that? You know, do you block it out completely? Do you have a, a set plan that you go through? Um, you know, how do you just, or do you just jump into it and forget about it? I'm going up there and I'm going to perform. How do you handle that? Uh, which question do you want me to answer? Okay, do you have a yeah, do you have a set plan before you perform to handle anxiety or nerves? Set plan. Mm. Like a routine. Do you have a set routine that you do before every show to handle anxiety? I I think that I do every single show, but I really don't. I just, I go in hoping for the best because there's always something that that will become this, like, thing, like a shit show. It's yeah. always a shit show. Um, whether it's being too early or whether it's uh, a time being set for artists and that time not being... Is that the guy sawing? <laughs> There's a guy sawing outside everybody. Yeah. Stress related. We're not building at the we're home not, while we we're work. We're not stressed. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I there's a lot of stress in, in um, performing. I would, I would say the most, the, when I'm the least stressed is when I'm on stage. Okay. When I'm actually on stage performing. But everything else, is extremely stressful. Like, so, do you feel a sense of euphoria after the show? Okay. So, whenever okay. it's done, you're just like, wow. Whenever it's done, I that's when I'm most relieved and happy and on this high. Just from the crowd or the performance or the stress that I've built. Because I build so much stress for myself. Whether it's, will they like me? Am I good enough? Am I this? Am I that? And then I get on stage. And after I'm done, I think to myself, it's over with, I'm happy, no matter what happened, all the screw-ups and mess-ups or the badass moments, yeah. I just, I'll let it all go. So do you feel like that rides you to the next show? Like that high rides you to the next show and then maybe, or does that only last for a few minutes? It lasts for about, well, <laughs> someone very close to me says that it lasts maybe about a week because I'm a complete asshole. No, after the show? <laughs> I mean, they say that I'm I'm just kind of like unaware of anything because I was stressed out the entire, you know, week or two previous to the show. 
And then when I finally get it over with, I'm apparently just not coherent. I'm not all there because I'm just so happy it was over with. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I can chill. But, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, cool. Well, so you mentioned, I know I'm going to put you on the spot now, you mentioned that you didn't drink, so, or you drink but very little. Yeah, well, I say that I do, but I mean, get me a, get me after a show or with some friends, and it really depends on the setting. So you don't drink to, to help calm your nerves, that's not something, you're mostly, like, do you breathe before, do you sit quietly, do you try to surround yourself with friends? I try to sit quietly. It's really hard for me to sit still. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I do. I will have a, a drink or a shot before the show, but it only makes my nerves worse. What's your favorite shot? I like tequila right now. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any kind? Uh, Espelon. Espelon? Gold. All right. Straight up with a lime. Okay. Yeah. It's delicious. Cool. Well, um, so, like, do you have any bad habits that you're trying to fix? And, like, do you have a process that you go about fixing any bad habits? Bad habits. I have many bad <laughs> habits. Uh, <laughs> uh, bad habits can certainly, like, in relation to my playing, performing? Sure, or? let's start with that. Yeah. Bad habits would be putting myself down before the show. Oh, yeah, like so. being hypercritical? Super hypercritical. Okay, so like talking to yourself, and I'm not like a therapist, I sound like, okay, so tell me about how it feels to talk to yourself. But, um, so you're just like, your inner voice? Yeah, my inner voice, um, just worrying too much. I worry too much, and if, it's, if I'm not worried about this, I'm worried about that. If, if I'm not, you know, if I can't, I'm trying to be more accepting of of myself and something whether it's like for instance like say something as small as me painting my nails and then 10 minutes later not being happy with it something like writing a song and then 10 minutes later scratching it writing something down throwing it away mm -hmm. just trying to accept not doing that and not being so critical yeah it's also easy to when, when I do that when I exercise that I am less stressed because uh -huh. I just accept it. So how do you do, how do you go about being more, so one of the things we talk about on the podcast is being present, like not mm -hmm. concentrating on what's going to happen in the future or the past, mm -hmm. which is really hard because your inner voice wants you to, there are things that affect you that make you think about those two things and not what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you do to help you be mindful of the present or you just try to find a calm place and breathe and just... Like, well, do you have a process or anything? Or? Outside of performing to help me, to really help me, would be rock climbing. Okay. I've uh, recently taken up rock climbing, indoor rock climbing right now, and um, I mean, it's just a form of, of releasing, you know, releasing energy and fuel that's just stagnant, and I just needed something because I was going crazy, and... Uh, my friend introduced me to it a couple months ago, and it's just like the best thing that I, that's ever happened to me since I was uh, an athlete, a younger athlete. So. so getting your mind off of writing or creating and just focusing on the rock and yeah. something tangible to you. So it's not uh, often because life is really busy and it's it's 
not very often that I get to see these people, so Waxahachie is definitely a place to escape when I when I want to get out of Dallas or just out of my head. Yeah, so that's not very far. That's no. in there. Do you ever go on like outdoor hikes? Is nature an element of that? I love hiking. I just recently started hiking. My um, mother-in-law, she actually took me hiking a couple weeks ago in Colorado uh, on a 11-mile hike. I'm not wow. joking. 11 miles. Uh, Uphill. Five and a half miles of that was up the mountain, like all the way. I mean, we're talking huge incline here, okay? Not just like yeah. walking up stair step or stair master. Or right. Like every single step was up on a rock, like up a cliff or something like that. I, like Pansy was the last one um, down the mountain. I was crying like a little baby. Maybe we should edit that out because that's embarrassing. <laughs> no way. Um, <clears throat> I like hiking. I don't Actual like, tears or just like... That kind of... Just yeah, like water I put my eyes. sunglasses on. I was really embarrassed. I was pissed <laughs> off. My knee... I had to wrap my knees because I have kind of crappy knees. Um, from high school. From... Yeah, from Gym. just... Yeah, from high school. Oh, man. It was embarrassing So it was like in front of my in-laws and I was just like, hey, yeah, this is me. This is what's happening right now. So. Oh, that's tough, though. I just got back from Idaho, and I went on a... It said four miles, but I didn't realize that it was four miles in elevation straight up and back, and it took us about four hours. It was awful. Yeah. There's really nowhere to hike in Dallas that's, that I know of. Um, I'm sure there are places I've heard. Uh, people tell me that there are places, but it, it's, nothing really, for me, beats the Colorado Mountains. Like, it's just... Have you ever been to the Cedar Ridge Preserve? Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know exactly where we left off, but we can just dive into the next one, which is... Oh, yeah, no, we left off talking about outdoor hiking. Yes. So you do like to I'm hike outdoors. Fancy, and I have no endurance at all. No endurance. None. Can't seem, but can rock climb, but can't I'm hike. Working on that. Yeah, working on, working on it. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alright, so does anybody have a way of, like, do you ever look at somebody and say, I think they've got a really great way to de-stress, I really envy that person because they can do this. Like, they smoke a cigarette, they go on stage, or this, or it doesn't have to be necessarily about performing, it could be about anything, like, just, I envy this person, not envy, but I wish that I could mimic them because of X, Y, Z, this is the thing they do that I think is cool. Uh, I know somebody close to me who um, runs a farm and I think that this person is just inc an incredible human being um, and watching her you know handle life and this farm on her own is just like it's just I look up to her a lot and she has a lot on her plate and she you know, the photos that I see when she's harvesting or, you know, like, bringing the vegetables to different groceries. Um, grocers? Is that it? Grocers? I like grocers, sure. It's, it, I, I try and follow her lead a lot. She's just a cool chick. 
So her ability to handle a lot of stuff going on at the same time while maintaining yeah, kind of and she's like state. super chill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. No, that's perfect. I mean, I can imagine running a farm. I've heard that can be one of the most difficult things to yeah. get up early. I mean, I don't. I, Are you another ranger? I to, hell no. <laughs> I try to understand, and I just I think I understand. That's really what it is. I think I understand. I'm just like. I always say, like, if you need help, you know, and she's like, girl, I get out there at, like, 6 in the morning. Yeah. You know, she's like, yeah, right. If you had to milk a cow, could you do it? Hell, yes, I would. You would, I would absolutely love to. Yeah. Not afraid to milk the cow, but just the ongoing maintenance. Maybe that would be... No, I'd be down. It's just the waking up early in the morning. It's really hard for me. I'm not a morning person. But if I have to do it, I will. Yeah. Because I'm up for challenges. Well, I'll be up for sure. Not a lot of people get on stage either. Um, so it makes you excited about a project. It has to be fun, and I have to. Um, uh, I, I hear, sorry, I heard a baby. <laughs> I was like, oh baby. Um, makes me excited about a project. Oh piggy. Okay, go ahead. What makes a project exciting? Yeah, right. like what um, what makes you excited about a project? Like what gets you? What do you? I noticed you like to work with people a lot. I do. Yeah. That really gets me. Is it like yeah, hey, yeah. if Adam's associated with it, I want to do it. Like yeah. I love it. Yeah, okay. I really like working with um, other people. Okay. I like um, collaborating uh-huh. and starting something from you know scratch and and then when it becomes this beautiful. Thing. It's like, wow, this is, this, is, this is what it's about. You know, like, this is why I do this. Working with, I work with a lot of talented people who I'm very, very fortunate work back, like, want to work with me. Um, that's exciting. That gets me, you know, makes me, it makes me sometimes when I'm, like I said, hard on myself or down on myself, I'm like, no, continue. the shit, stop being so hard on yourself, yeah, it's not all that bad, because I get so down on myself, I'm always like, you know, we always, I mean, I'm sure, we all internalize things, maybe I do a lot more than other people, I don't know, uh-huh, it's hard to benchmark, because it's just you, it's hard to say, is this more a lot, or is this a little, right, so working with people, if somebody is, you know, you know, if somebody's involved with the project, you have a confidence that it's going to be good because you're confident in the work that they do? Yeah. Or is it just like their creative energy? Is, it, is there anything that you can isolate specifically and say, this is what I like about working with people, this is the trait, or is it just like, probably if, broader than that? If it's someone, it, it, it's different for different people, but if it's somebody that I, I trust and I feel comfortable with, um... I'm excited about working with them because they give me confidence in myself. Um, it, I work a lot by myself, um, and so, so like branching out with other people, working with other people was difficult for me because I've, I'm, I'm so used to like, I never let myself down, you know, um, so, and I was always worried like working with other people that I would just constantly be let down or disappointed because it happens a lot 
um, especially in the music business, like there's always something, and I can say that for myself as well, like there's always something, there's always like, I'm always going to be in some kind of mood as an artist, like very sensitive, you know, <laughs> time. So, you know, when you get two people who are sensitive <laughs> together, you know, it could be, uh, it could go both ways. Without a doubt, I'm yeah. sure. I can so imagine. when you get, like, the right person yeah. and you're on and you guys are, you know, clicking and you're, you're really feeling it, like, that's magic. That's, yeah. That's when you know it's working. Okay, as a sidebar, Taylor Ray is now going through my vinyl collection and picking out her favorite albums because she's tired of talking about herself. <laughs> so far, we have television, Taylor Ray. All right, now she's mostly with Max. Are you kidding me? Saw them in concert a couple months ago. We're eventually cut to Taylor Ray's top ten fave albums at the Groves house. Uh, Led Zeppelin, like you can't go wrong with that. That is their last one. A lot of people don't like that one. It's a little known secret. It's a hidden gem. Really? Yeah. They don't like this one. I don't know. It's Can just I be like honest, it was right in the eighties. We're getting. I'm not exactly sure what's on this one. It's, I just. It's good, Led but. Led Zeppelin. It's good. They just bunches up on it. The on and on, great. On, I love them. Um, open for them at Club Dada. And they're coming back to Dallas, I think October 5th, I think, at Club Dada. I think that's right. I'm not sure it's going Let's see. This might be. So, pretty much everything you have, I like. I like this mess, Oxygen, Other Lives. I have them in my CD player right now. So we gotta pick the top. Let's go with top okay. five. Okay, top five. Okay, let's see. Definitely David Bowie. Um, David Bowie David at number Bowie. five, or we're not gonna rank them. Oh, Just no, no, top no, five. Can't do that. Yeah, can't do it. it's too can't hard. It hurts too much. Yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. David Bowie. On and on. Other lives. And oh, can I have six? Okay, fine. Morning phase. Beck. So good. And television. Alright, there it is. Television, morning phase, other lives, on and on. David Bowie. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And then, if I can have seven, it's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's seven. Is that? <clears throat> so, since we're doing top five, give me your favorite Dallas venue to play in. I guess you can't say that. How about favorite Dallas, like, arts district venue, like the Opera House or... Any of the new places that have come up? Uh, like the Windspear? The, the, I, I love the Windspear. That's be, it's a beautiful place. I've never played there. Um, uh, you know, I really haven't gone to many of the auditoriums around town like I should. I really want to go to the opera. Um, I want to go... I want to go... What is it? It's the Windspear, the one that has like the red. Mm -hmm. And I saw Bonnie Bear there. Oh, yeah. That was cool. I also saw that magician guy. Um, David Blaine? Yeah. Wow. I saw David Blaine there. That was crazy. He held his breath underwater for an absurd amount of time. And he ate a goldfish or something like that. <laughs>
Uh, I need to be. I need to be uh, more knowledgeable about like Dallas. Uh, new art scene that they're yeah, doing. The kind of yeah. <coughs> I love. I love uh, Artcon. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I love the people of Artcon. I love them so much. AT and T Pack Center. I love the people of AT and T. Becky Howard. Blah blah. Love her. Yeah. So favorite old venues. I mean. Or favorite venue. Yeah. Oh, trees. I love trees. Trees. I love one. trees. Those are yeah. my people. Trees. Hands I love down. trees. I love the bomb factory too, but trees is OG. Trees. Trees. It is. Yeah. It's got the great history. I mean, what what was the best show you ever saw there? Shit, well, I can't remember, I mean, I've seen so many shows there that I've, like, from, like, black metal to death metal to, like, electronic, Fantagram, I saw Fantagram there, um, I'm gonna see Peaches there, I love her. Peaches. Yeah. So trees in the 90s or trees no, in the 2000s? Trees. Well, I, I, didn't, I lived in Houston in the okay. 90s, so... You didn't drive, make the drive? Well, I was... <laughs> was five. I didn't know oh, five, but I didn't know about the scene here in Dallas. Okay. Um, what was the scene in Houston? The scene in Houston? Like, give me the trajectory about music for Taylor Ray going, like, bubble. And not the whole thing, but just, like, the scene in Houston, the music uh, scene. I was a bubblegum pop. Yeah. Like, that's all I knew. That's all I loved. The people I hung around. I mean, I hung around cheerleaders. Like, that's, you know. Like Debbie Gibson, or am I dating myself there? Britney Spears? Yeah, Britney okay, Spears sorry. in sync. Like, get it together. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I was obsessed with in sync. I was obsessed with Britney I'm still obsessed with them. I love them. Um, I actually made my family sit for an hour and a half and watch music videos on YouTube, like, three days ago. And they wow. were just like drained after that after the hour and a half went. They were both they were all like, We're gonna go to bed. I'm like, I just realized I made all of you watch music videos from the early two thousands and Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did that, yeah. So you just tortured them with the nineties pop? I loved it. Like, what about Katy Perry? Are they any of these <clears throat> new girls can they hold up oh. against NSYNC? Oh, absolutely. I mean I don't really <laughs> I I used to be very judgmental because that's just how you are when you're a kid. You're like, oh, this isn't cool, so I'm going to say, you know, but I, I like pop music. I like radio. I like, I like going to shows a lot, like, and I love going by myself. Um, for some reason, like, I just, I enjoy going to, if my friends don't want to go see a show with me, I'm gonna go, and it's usually at Trees because they're awesome. They're like my family, and they, you know, like the weirdest things. Like I saw this one. I wish I knew the name, but I saw this one Norwegian band play, and it was like black death metal. I have no, and it was a woman, and she was amazing, and she had this demonic. I I don't really like demons, okay, but she had this crazy voice that. Had I don't know how she keeps up with it. I really don't like. I don't know how she hasn't lost her vocal cords. Yeah. So what do you do to help? One of the things that we're gonna do on the podcast at the end of this is we're gonna talk about breathing. And I remember when I used to, way back in the day when I was a big choir, I had to practice breathing. I do remember that. 
mm-hmm. middle schoolish, and uh, yeah. I didn't get. It. I didn't make it in the choir. Wow. The first time. <laughs> you had to really work to get in the choir. They they missed they missed they. Apparently, I can't sing. <laughs> so yeah, so focusing on breathing, um, you know, and apparently it's really important to do that on in a death metal band. I can imagine you probably want to have to be able to hit the high notes or whatever. I don't know that. what they do, but I'm interested. Yeah. I love it. I would. I just. I think it's fascinating. So do you do any breathing exercises before? Uh, no, not like I should. Like formal exercises, like heavy breathing, heavy exhaling. Definitely when I climb, like or when I'm when I'm working out, like I try and really uh, focus on breathing more because I don't. I, I I I tend to hold my breath a lot, even when I'm singing. Like I don't think I use my voice the way I should, like sometimes I'll sing out of my nose or like my throat, so I really try and practice the like, I was actually trying to practice the breathing method that I'm going to read, because it's so foreign, it feels so weird, it really does, because you're supposed to like, when you breathe in, your belly's supposed to go out, yeah, that's right, and when I breathe in, I without thinking, like, I guess, like, I, I suck in, you know, I suck my stomach in, but it's the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to, like, breathe from the lower diaphragm. Feel, it feels different. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I'm going to start doing it, and hopefully I can be a better singer, <laughs> or maybe I can have some endurance or something. But if it makes you worse, then you come and yell at me. Okay, <laughs> I can, I'm good at that. Okay. Um, so Dallas, I know you... Dallas has got a great creative vibe. Um, I was talking to some guys from this band, Broncho, in Tulsa. I love that. You love Broncho? Yeah. I'm so excited that you like Broncho because they're so cool. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so they're from Oklahoma City, but one of them grew up in Tulsa. And I'm always amazed about these bands that come out of Oklahoma. Because yeah. it's just like, I've been there, I like it, but it's not like this creative Austin-y vibe where these people, maybe that's what makes creativity, I don't know. A very long time ago, when I was in Ishi, um, we played with, I think we played with them. Wow, really? Yeah, because John Mudd is friends with some of the guys in Broncho, and they were some of, I'm not, I can't remember who it was. I know Larry White, Mm -hmm. I believe, is their, was, or is their manager. Um, Super cool guy. I have not seen them or talked to them in, probably since since that show, like six years ago. But I remember going to this crazy warehouse. I mean, it was just, it, it was so fucking weird. After our show, we went and there was like a, I don't know if I can, I've already cussed, but there was like a, 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 a gynecologist chair and like all these weird things. Super cool. It looked like a museum. I think that no matter what city you're in, you're gonna, especially if it's not crammed, cram packed like Austin. You're you're gonna find some cool people. Yeah. And you're you know like for instance we found the these Broncho guys like they're awesome and they took us to this insane amazing warehouse that this dude owned and lived in and I just I mean there's people there's cool people like that and interesting people like that everywhere Austin there's there's so many people in Austin that personally 
I don't really enjoy going there anymore. Um, I love Austin. I think it's beautiful. But I, I prefer, I would go to Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. if I can find cool shit like I did, you know, six years ago, and it's still like that, then I would totally do it. And there's so many good bands in Oklahoma. There's tons of good bands. And, like, other lives is from Oklahoma. Awesome. I mean, I love. I mean, they're so good. And they're so they're creative, so and they don't need to go to LA to become creative. They were creative before they left, and the guys from I think they're producer now or, or manager now found them from LA, and then and I and I was talking to him because I, I you would think or a person and he didn't know would think you'd move to LA after somebody discovered you, and I had I was talking with him, and he's like, no, I'm gonna move back to the most city. I don't really care, and it's like a lifestyle because he'd prefer to. You know, it's more affordable, yeah. and this and that. There's tons of creative people, so I just wanted to get your vibe. Um, I know Dallas isn't a not knocking Oklahoma City, but maybe there's it's a bit larger of a city, and so there's yeah, a bit more sure. of a art scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. So um, my point is, what keeps you here, and like what makes you happy, and what, what about it? Like, is it the, is it the is it the cost of living? Is it like your close friends. It's, it's, um, I haven't lived, I mean, I've lived at a few, few different places. Um, the cost of living is, I mean, Dallas is, is a little, is kind of expensive. I, when I've been to New York, I haven't seen that much of a, a price difference at restaurants or bars. Um, but I don't know how, I mean, I, I've, I only know by what my friends have told me who have lived in New York about, you know, space, for instance. Like, we pay a certain amount here and we get really nice space with a yard and a backyard and I can have dogs, you know. And yeah. and in New York, my friends pay the same, if not more, and have this one-bedroom apartment with a, you know, a kitchen attached to it. And I'm like, how do you... I mean, it's location. I understand that. Um, I I like Dallas, but I I want mountains, and I'm gonna. I've told myself, you know, I want I want to go somewhere with mountains, but now that I'm older, family is most important, and it really doesn't matter at this point for me right now because I'm traveling so much anyways. That it's just nice to come home to my own bed. Yeah. So that helps you decompress the ability to come to something familiar. Yeah. You've got you know, that serenity, and that helps you center yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I just want to say thank you very much to Taylor. I think that's about it for us. I think we've talked about, you know, stress and how Taylor Ray deals with stress in her life and talked about a whole lot of different things and really enjoyed speaking with you, Taylor. So I want to say thank you very much. Um, Taylor Ray has a great show coming up at Zora on Thursday, August 27th. That's Zora's plan on Thursday, August 27th at Club Dada. And there's going to be Classic Colt plan and Ronnie Hart. So definitely go and check her out for all those listening. Zora's plan at Club Dada at 8 at, um, with Classic Colt and Ronnie Hart. So anyway, absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, Taylor Ray, for coming in and speaking with us. And we look forward to the show and whatever um, you have performances coming up. We look forward to seeing those too. So thanks a lot for talking to us. Take care. And for those of you who are listening, um, 
Taylor Ray is actually going to go out with a breathing exercise. So she's leading us in a breathing exercise um, for mind, body, and exercise. So uh, please tune in at the tail end of this podcast for her reading of a breathing exercise. We're also going to segment this out on uh, as a separate podcast or a separate listing for just the breathing exercise. Feel free to leave any feedback for us. Love to hear back from you at Will Radio Run. As always, at Will Radio Run on Twitter. Thanks again, Taylor Ray. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Hello, I am Taylor Ray, and I am going to be reading you The Complete Breath. In this exercise, all three mechanisms for breathing diaphragm, chest, and collarbones are brought into use. When you first practice this exercise, Place your right hand on your stomach area and your left hand on your upper chest. When you breathe with the diaphragm, the right hand will rise on the inhalation and fall on the exhalation. The left hand will rise when you inhale with the chest mechanism. Once you are sure of the proper movement of the diaphragm, chest and clavicles, you can do the breathing without using your hands. Inhale first, using the diaphragm and expanding the belly. Then continue the inhalation by expanding the chest. Then let the inhalation continue to the very top of the lungs, at which point a slight upward movement of the clavicles may be experienced. The exhalation is done in reverse motion, letting the clavicles drop slightly, then letting the chest wall collapse slightly and the belly collapse as the diaphragm moves upward, pushing the air out of the lungs. The breath should be slow and smooth without any pauses or jerks. The complete breath is a useful technique to use when you are sitting at your desk and feel a tension in your shoulders. A few minutes of practice will be helpful in reducing not only muscle tension, but also mental fatigue. It is an energizer and can be used when you feel mentally spent or need to be alert. So take some time, energize yourself by taking six or seven complete breaths. Fourth of June.